Hey, how you doing? Listen, um, I want to talk to you. Yeah, it's time for us to have a chit chat because I think sometimes when you get a revelation or you get something, something new, you want to share with people in hopes that they will see or be able to embrace some of these changes. Remember, I'm all about bringing a little thought or things that maybe persuade you to look at things from another perspective. And I'm not trying to change anything in you or try to make you see it my way. Just maybe open your eyes and think, what if? And my what if today is dealing with the most famous scripture, probably everybody have heard it over and over again, is that Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10. Yeah, that dry bones. Everybody knows about the dried up situation. But let's look at it from another perspective. We're going to look at it from two sides. And I want you to look at it the way from wherever you are in your Christian walk. Hey, listen, um, before I get any further, I have Pastor Johnson on and my wife is on here with us and she's going to be. Uh, timing in from uh, times, chiming in from different times, saying whatever she has to say, you know, and add to this this topic. Um, I wish I could had a, a open mic for you all to call in today, but we'll work on that the next time. But for today, we just want to talk to you about this dry bone situation, or this place of stagnation, or it could be something different. So go ahead, let me invite you in, and so you'll know you can hear a voice in your hair. Go ahead, say something. Babe. Hey, y'all. There you go. You got it. We're going to get lit in a minute. But I, I don't have the Bible in front of me, so I'll be paraphrasing. But you can tune in your Bible. I won't be far off. I might be off with the different numbers, but I'll be somewhere in the ballpark. Um, first of all, it starts off where you see Ezekiel is being introduced to this area. It says he took been took up in the spirit and he was placed in the valley and whoa, they were all dry. Right. So we have to understand that there's a separation between the people that were in the valley and when Ezekiel came, because at that point he was taken and brought to an area where people or, or were already dealing with an issue. And they, they said the issue was that they were dry. All right. You got to get that in your mindset. So let's go ahead and get that visual picture in our mind that for the first time we're seeing People that were dealing with a similar issue surrounded and in an area, and the Bible declared it to be dry. But then you see Ezekiel coming into that place and looking upon of it. All right, so now we got that idea. So we're going to see two things. We got people that are involved in the issue, and we have one that is observer. All right, so you're with me. Okay, check this out. Now, somewhere between the next two verses, you're going to see a question being posed to Ezekiel. And he says, Ezekiel, can these bones live again? Now, when I heard that the first time or the first couple of times I read it, I was under the impression that um, Ezekiel was there to do a greater work than what these bones were accustomed to. So, but when I really look at it, I seen a, a, a picture of this, that these individuals that were in the valley were completely dried up. There was no hope in them, no purpose. They were actually separated from the very connection that they needed in order to restrain their, regain their hope and their faith. So for the first time, the illustration has it that they're bone dry. You ever heard that? Some people say they're bone dry. Now we're actually seeing that because the spirit that they had connected had left. And then we're seeing Ezekiel being posed with the question, can these bones live again? And I had looked at Ezekiel as what you are, you all that are ministers, evangelists, pastors, apostles, prophets, those that have ownership or leadership over some people to do a work, meaning God has called you to shepherd some individuals. I believe God is coming to Ezekiel in this hour and saying, Ezekiel, 
can the members of your church or the members in your organization or those that follow you, do you believe I can utilize them again? Or we can flip this and say, maybe looking at Ezekiel, I want to show you where you could be going. These people are dried up. Their hope is gone. Their faith is gone. Their trust in me has diminished. And I want to ask you, can I trust you to do the work that I called you to do? And I could see Ezekiel saying, you know what? I would want you to. I would love to do what you're asking me to do. But right now, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about me. Because maybe when he's seen this dried up situation, he was seeing a picture of himself of the direction that he was going in. He was seeing that sometimes he's just like us where our faith has moved or we, we know God is able, but we don't believe he's going to do it in this cycle. I, 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 I just I'm looking at it from both sides of it because I want you all to understand you can put yourself in the valley or you can put yourself out of the valley. But the question poses uh, can they live again, go for everybody in the valley and for the one that he's asking the question? Because we both know that Ezekiel can't speak for a nation, but yet he could speak for himself. And then he could speak for himself in efforts that he said, I'm willing to lead these people out of this area if you entrust me enough to do it. All right. Pass what you take. You, you good with me right now? So if you will look at this picture for the first time, we're seeing a question being posed that has two different sides, one to the actual messenger and one to, to those that are going to receive it. And he said, God, only, you know, from that time, we see the greatest statement being said. It says again, prophesied to them. So the word again means that where they heard this message before, but they didn't take heed or they they got this message, but they wasn't prepared to do or to move according to what is going to happen after this. So what did I get out of this? For the first time, we're seeing that Ezekiel was put in a place to prep the people for preparation to move. Because from that point on, you start seeing things starting to happen. So what did I take from that? Ezekiel had to understand I'm at a, a place where I could be just like them or I'm in a place that I'm here to lead them out. But I'm in a place and the only thing I have to do is trust in God. So I said, OK, Ezekiel, I see where you at. But when the people that were in there, maybe if I'm looking at this, it says again, there was a word that was delivered to him. There was a message that came to them that tried to encourage them to get ready for this preparation. So what am I taking from that? Just like you and me, children of Christ, we understand there is a time that we get a knowledge that, that, that God is speaking to us. And there is a time for execution. But in between the time of a knowledge and execution, there is the phase of preparation. And we have to understand God is attempting to prepare us for something great to happen, for a movement. But if you want to say hone in on the movement, let's look at Acts 2 and 2 through um, from 1 down to 5. We said when they he said during the time of Pentecost, when they all got on one accord, they got on one accord. And then right after that, they began to hear something. That means when they got on one accord, they was in a place of preparation. They was expecting something wonderful to happen or something great. Because if you go back in John, um, John or early Acts, you late John and early Acts, you will see that he said, I spent 40 days teaching them king. They told him, go up and, and don't leave until the promise come uh, that he's telling them. The gift of the Holy Spirit. 
and they got there on one accord but they had to acknowledge that they heard the word first and they knew it was a time of execution but between again between acknowledging and execution they came up with a place of preparation so the question to ask you all is do you know where you stand at in this hour are you at an alert where you're trying to get the information or you're now in the preparation or you in the execution and i know i haven't explained the execution part but just think, are you at a place where you know that you know that you're, you're straight with God, you're clear with God, you got an understanding with God, and now you are ready and you can say, I'm prepared for the next phase of my, my movement. Go ahead, Pastor. You have something to say? I'm just missing it. Because it, 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 it's, it's something that what troubles us is, and, and I was saying that with the leaders today, is that you all are more you you're more equipped than others are you're more knowledgeable of the word the word tells you all that you need to know it, it strengthens you and encourages you but it seems like you're like these these people in the dry valley all hope is gone because you're fixating your your movement on what you can see instead of what you believe mm-hmm. when you say that God tell us that our thoughts are far from his ways, but we need to believe things that we haven't seen. What did he tell Thomas? He said, pray for those who have, who have not seen, but yet believe. That, that's what he's trying to get. He's trying to get you all, stop trying to be everything visual. But then when you need visitation or, or visible pictures, look at it in, in Acts again, 2, 2 through 5. After they heard, so that was a transition. They had to begin to hear God. But then when they heard and understand, same thing with Ezekiel, you hear and understand. He said, and, and back in Ezekiel 37, I, I think it might be verse 4, 3 or 4. He said, prophesy to him again and tell him, hear what the Lord has said or, or hear the Lord God. I'm paraphrasing. You can read it. Again. But what it was, it was established that he's saying, I'm speaking now and y'all need to acknowledge that it's me who's speaking. So if you were broken or you're not understanding, I'm bringing clarity right now. And I'm telling you, I'm talking to you and I'm preparing you for something great. Well, back in Acts 2, 2 through 5, you were starting to see after they heard, it said it sat upon them. So they felt the the connection. Mm -hmm. And then it began to what? Show itself. Because they say they seen fire like tongues, Mm -hmm. right? Tongues of fire, Mm -hmm. right? So what do we see? We're now seeing that to what we don't believe in we're starting to acknowledge it we felt the connection john 14 and 17 said when the spirit of truth come who the world cannot see nor receive but you will because it'll dwell in you and with you for the first time we're seeing there's a movement that brings connection there's a movement that brings you closer there's a movement that prepares you for execution I know y'all say, man, I'm, I'm running off with some things, but I want y'all to understand the problem that you still keep going around in circles or you find yourself dried up after a blessing or after a movement is because you continue to entertain this. You don't want to get the full preparation. And preparation to me is making sure that I'm asking for deliverance. I'm asking to be cleansed. I'm asking to be purified. I'm asking to be in his will. I'm apologizing. I'm apologetic. I'm sitting there. I'm humble. I'm asking God to do all these things. I am asking him to get me in perfect alignment. So when he begins to move, there's nothing that he would take away from me. So in this preparation phase, so shouldn't we as as believers always be in a, in a in a place of preparing and cleansing and and um, putting on and taking off? 
Well, I would say you, that's the right thing that I would say, but is that the truth? We should be, but that's not the truth. The truth of, to us that really, really are really uh, transparent with ourselves, we know 95% of the time we're not doing what needs to be done so we can take this garment off or we can do this because there are some things that we entertain that we know is not of God. There are things that we do that we know God has convicted us of, but we won't go and ask God for forgiveness. We won't go and apologize for it. We won't ask God to humble because you know what? We take him for granted. So until you can be totally transparent with yourself and say, God, you know what? There are some issues that I need you to help me with because I can't do it myself. You're always going to be going around in a circle. You're always going to find some dry spots in yourself. You know, I was looking at um, TV the other day and they were talking about skin cancer. And they say one way you know that they get it, you have dry spots on your skin. And I was, I thought it was funny because no matter what they do, I don't care what kind of ointment you get, until they can find a way to deal with that cancerous cell, you're going to have dry spots on your life. What am I saying? Sin to you should be like a cancer. If you don't address it, it's going to become cancer-like cells on you, meaning that it's always going to be plaguing you. And no matter what you're going to do, until you go to the right resources that can remove that cancerous cell from off of you or that sin away from you, you're still going to be affected by it. You have to understand, God said, by his stripes you are healed. And he says there's a more bonded man. He said, who I set free is free indeed. You have to believe it, but you have to commit to the process. There it is, the key word. There is a process between acknowledging and execution and preparation. You fall in that process because you got to trust God to be able to do the things that is needed to bring you out. Ezekiel knew that. Ezekiel answered, I, I, I don't know, God, you do tell me. For the first time, we're seeing somebody being transparent. I don't even know if I'm worthy to speak on behalf of these dried up individuals. Heck, I might not be worthy to talk for myself. I don't know where I'm really staying. You only you know. I know I'm serving you. I'm trusting you and I'm living the best way I can. But to be honest with you, there are some doubts in my mind that things are going to line up the way. Yeah, I'm trying to believe that all things work to good for those who love the Lord according to his purpose, who's called by his will. I know that, but I don't know if I really believe that all the time. I don't know if, if sometimes my best feeling is when I doubt or my best praise is when I'm going through. I don't know why that is, but it does happen. Look at these dried up individuals. We don't know what, them got, what, what made them get to this situation. And then the Bible says later on, they say, hey, all hope is gone. All hope is gone. And, and, and when you see the movement, God began to connect things. They heard the rumbling. They see things start lining up in their life. Just like us. We've been going through some things for a while where we felt like God has given up on us and we have turned in the towel or whatever. We've been trying to live holy, but it just don't man up. But then all of a sudden, you get that connection that you need and things begin to flow. Things begin to happen. New cars, new jobs, houses. Uh, uh, where you were repoed, now you're getting a new car. Where you were kicked out the house, they gave you a new place to stay. When you wasn't feeling good, now you, you're 100% healed. Had stage four, uh, four cancer, now they can't find no, no nothing. Had uh, AIDS and they can't find a trace of it. You, you know, God does these things. Or he give you peace during all that time. The peace that surpasses all understanding. No matter what obstacles you face, you're, you're, you're there. Like Another example, like we know there's a hurricane in the water. 
But where we at, we in the eye of the storm. We're there in that, that calm place. No matter what happened, we're moving with the eye. We're not going to feel the strong winds. We're not going to be tossed around because we're under the hands of the protector of God. It's no different than when, when the people left Egypt. The Bible says that when they were crossing the Red Seas, they said through the smoke and all the fire, he said he looked in on them. You got to believe God is looking on you to see what you're going to do. And back to Ezekiel, as soon as he began to put them all together, and he said he promoted them. During the time of acknowledging your preparation and there's an execution, the last thing there was was a promotion. He promoted them to be the strong army of Israel. Promoted them for people to have. And what gets me, if you get to verse 11, after all that great work, their mind stayed the same. And they said, the Bible said, he said that all hope, hope is, gone. is gone. Here we go again. You all have to understand that the most important question that you can ask yourself is, God, am I lining up the way that you want me to line up? Is this where I'm at because of? Or is this a training a, a session where I need to learn to trust on you even the more? Or is this a place of discipline where I need to humble myself? Am I like Jonah in the whale coming up and saying, God, now I know that I need to pray. Oh, I know I need to fast. Oh, I know I need to seek your word. Oh, I need to get closer to you. Or is this a time where I need to trust him and say, though he slay me yet, will I trust him? I don't know where you are, but you need to do a self-evaluation and see how you can come up out of this situation. I don't know. I'm just saying. I know I've been saying a lot and I just want to get that nugget off. I'm in this teaching now, teaching kingdom principles. And this is the one thing that we're starting off and I'm, I've been doing it for a while, but I'm going to come back and I want to give this for you for your first form or first lesson of kingdom principles is this. You have to take the time to evaluate you in the place that you are. You have to understand your connection, your relationship with God. Don't let nobody tell you that you're not this or that. You need to know for yourself. Ezekiel can't answer the question for you. He can only answer for yourself. You have to put yourself into Ezekiel and say, okay, I can see my situation. I can see where I could be going. But right now, I'm going to tell you, God, I know where I stand with you. I want to serve you. I want to do this, this. But right now, I'm not there yet. And don't feel bad to tell God I'm not there yet. Because that gives him the opportunity to see that you're humble enough to fix the problem. You're humble enough to say, God, I need help. I want to give everything to you. And here it is. Listen, you all. I want you all to understand that this podcast is just not a place where I get to sit up here and talk to you all day, which I enjoy doing it. But it's more about you getting spiritually in tune with you. As I'm teaching my people, I want them to get in tune with their star player. And our star player, we believe, is not only us, but it's the Holy Ghost with, that is in us. And we need to begin to trust in it, that it will lead and guide us into the place where we need to be in Christ so that we can be successful in our walk, in our talk, in our living. But I understand that's easier said than, than, than done in some cases because some of us don't have the connection that we think we have. And if that's you, I want to talk to you for a minute. See, God calls us in different ways for different purposes, but he, 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 he goes after us. He, he yearns after us. He talks to us that we can yield unto him and become one of his sons and his daughters or encourage us to stay in the connection. But if you're one on the sound of my voice now who does not know Christ and would like to know more about him, let's start with this bridging the gap. Let's make a, a, a roadmap between you and God. 
And the only way you can do that is by accepting him as your Lord and Savior. And it's so easy to be done. You don't have to do all this running around the world and all that. It's just a few words. But you have to mean it from your heart. You have to be able to say, Lord, I, I ask you for forgiveness for all that I've done. And I need, excuse me, you to be connected with me. I want to disconnect from all my sinful practice, even the ones I don't know of. And I want to make you my Lord and Savior. I know that I read and I believe that you sent your son to die on the cross for me. And they buried him and he raised up with all powers. I believe that his sacrifice for sin was enabled for me to get in. And I want to accept him as my Lord and Savior. I want to commit to him today. And if that's you, all you have to do is say that. And mean it sincerely for your heart. And if you believe that that is from your heart and you said that honestly, then hey, you are saved. Now I would ask you that you will go on and find a church or a group of people or a connection or whatever that teach the blood, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That they will help you to finish the process because there's some more steps that need to be done. But for now, we want to celebrate you with you because you made this decision to join the team. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Now, if you are one of those people that are in South Florida and don't have a church home and you would like to learn more, Come down and sit with me. Let me know that you heard the podcast and you decided to make your life a new change with it. And I would love to come and give you a hug and tell you congratulations. And you don't have to come to my church. There's all these churches out here. But go let them know that you were on a podcast and you heard the word. You heard the message of change and you accepted that change. And let them know. And I believe they'll help you finish the process so you can get this connection and relationship that you so need to help you navigate through this thing called life. That you will make wiser decisions because once you get the Holy Ghost in you, the Bible says it governs you into all truth. Meaning it would walk, it would it would help you to order your steps. Because the Bible says the steps of a righteous man is ordered by God. God will take over and begin to help you make it through. Listen, I don't have all the answers. And we don't have all the things to tell you how to get through. But one thing I can tell you is, as long as you want to know, I'll be here to try to help you. So listen, I'm, I'm going to get off the podcast. I'm here for you. Tune in next week or the week after. And I'm going to come with part two or part three or part four to this kingdom principle teaching. Because I want you to look at it. It starts with evaluation. Remember, you have to evaluate. You have to acknowledge that you're ready to receive. You have to go in that place of preparation. And you got to be ready to execute. Just think of that. And if you can hone in into that and, 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 and work with that, I promise you, it will help you along the way. And for you all that are saved, filled with the Holy Ghost and living life, take, take heed to this. Make the necessary changes that you need. Hey, listen, listen. I love you enough to tell you get off my phone. <laughs> hey, this is the podcast. Tune in next week where we have something more to enlighten you. I'm Apostle JT Johnson. This was a moment with you, a moment in time, a moment to share. And with that, know that I love you. Know anybody love you more than me? Please let me know because I'm determined to love you like Christ loved the church. With that being said, Pastor, you want to say goodbye? Good night. Love you. She said good night. I love you. And from us, birthplace babies you know i love you covenant partners let's do this and for all y'all believers let's keep pushing let's keep pushing let's keep pushing because we're going to be world changers until i talk to you again you change the world with your smile <laughs>